0: For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Edward Kimball was kind of just a simple everyday guy who in 1858 taught Sunday school. One particular Sunday school lesson, he he had a hard time connecting with one kid. He had a real heart for this kid and This young kid worked in a shoe store. So during the week, Edward Kimball found the courage, even though he was quite naturally nervous and shy, um, he found the courage to go and visit the kid at the shoe store in an attempt to try and lead this young kid to faith, try and lead him to Christ. And and as he walked away from the conversation at the shoe store that day, um, Edward Kimball actually felt unsuccessful and kind of, I'm sure, embarrassed, wondering what the point of that was maybe with his tail between his legs, going back to work. But that encounter left a lasting impression on the young boy whose name was Dwight Moody. Dwight Moody um, came to faith, really, um, through through the love and the care of Edward Kimball there in that shoe store. And Dwight Moody went on to become um, one of the most popular and most powerful evangelists. Um, in his day. And he went on to found a, a Bible Institute and it was through Dwight Moody's evangelism that a man named Wilbur Chapman came to faith. And Wilbur Chapman himself uh, became an effective evangelist. And Wilbur Chapman brought on uh, a young disciple, someone to, to apprentice under him, uh, a young baseball player named Billy Sunday. Uh, Billy Sunday became a world-renowned preacher. I, I really like Billy Sunday. He was fiery, uh, emotional, and very expressive running around the stage. It was through Billy Sunday's ministry that um, a guy named Mordecai Ham came to faith. Mordecai Ham became an evangelist, and uh, it was at a Mordecai Ham rally where he led Billy Graham to faith. Young Billy Graham became probably one of the most effective evangelists the world has ever seen. As Billy Graham began to step away from uh, the spotlight, his son Franklin Graham took up the torch. And it was at a Franklin Graham crusade in the early 90s that I think, I mean, it's it's where I encountered Jesus really for the first time. At a Franklin Graham crusade. And so in some ways I see um, my faith being part of of a seed that was planted in 1858 in that shoe store by Edward Kimball. And, And perhaps for you. As we've been doing these dailies, as I've been talking to a camera for two years, simply trying to share the gospel, share the truth of the Bible. Perhaps it's a continuation in your life of the seed that was planted all that so long ago. Um, as we as we wrap up um, my last daily, which seems crazy to say, like 300 later, I want to look at a parable, a couple of parables in Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 26. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps and rises night and day, and the seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. But when the grain is ripe at once... He puts in the sickle because the harvest has come the farmer sows the seed and he does what he can to facilitate the growth that's the farmers job to make sure the soil is good to make sure there's enough water nutrients and shade and sunlight but then at the end of the day he sleeps the fruit comes as a result of the natural process and not by the farmers effort I think what Jesus is trying to say here is that we cannot produce life, spiritual life, on our own. We can't force it or muscle it. We have a responsibility, and then we trust God. Then he continues, Mark 4, chapter or verse 30. And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable shall we use for it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them without a parable, but privately to his own disciples, he explained everything. (coughs) In this parable, what we really see is it's about a contrast from small to large. The mustard seed, which begins with the birds eating it on the ground, becomes, as it grows, then the birds taking shelter under its branches. And it's about a seed's latent power to grow. that It starts out really small and grows large. And the kingdom of God in our lives is, is like these two parables. It's like the seed that takes root in our lives and we can't force it. We can't make it happen. We, we simply trust God with the process. Trust God with the small and what seems like insignificant things. Small and insignificant things like Edward Kimball going to a shoe store to talk to a boy about Jesus. Internally, the implications here I see are, are that there's an expectation <coughs> sorry, expectation in our lives for fruit. Galatians five, we have the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-goodness, and self-control. But we, we don't manufacture these simply by muscling them, by forcing it in John. Chapter 15, we're told that we're to abide in Jesus, that we're to rest in Him as a branch abides in the vine. And that's where the fruit is produced in that connection, in that relationship. And so these seeds in our lives that we want to see grow and produce fruit doesn't just happen because we try and force it. The growth in our lives happens as we remain connected to Jesus in that relationship about abiding, about awaiting, about trusting internally. Um, the external side, that while we, we expect this fruit to be in our lives, there's also an expectation that we are supposed to sow seeds in others' lives. And that's the point of fruit, right? The point of a fruit is not just to be something that's tasty, but the fruit is tasty actually so that the seeds will reproduce, the seeds in the fruit will spread. and so. We're called to sow, and as we sow, we're called to trust God to build His church. That we're not responsible for the ends, but simply to do our part. Um, I love the the old expression that we're to work like Arminians and sleep like Calvinists, right? Arminians believe that the decision's up to us and that, that we make the choice to choose God Uh, That God has given us that, that free will and that freedom, but a Calvinist actually believes that God is completely sovereign and God does what he wants. And so we work like an Arminian as if it was up to us and we do all that we can, but then at the end of the day, we sleep like a Calvinist, trusting that it's all up to God. And so we don't have to feel the burden of having to convince or muscle people into the kingdom, but we are to sow seeds and to do our best to ensure the... Ensure that the conditions are good for growth. And then we're to trust God with the harvest. And so what simple act of love or kindness could you do this week to sow a seed? Not needing it to instantly turn into this giant tree, but to simply sow a seed knowing that it's just a seed. And allowing God to do what only God can do. The kingdom of God started out with 11 guys. And yet today, a third of the world proclaims that Jesus is God. These small seas that have grown. And so we don't trust what we see in the moment. Again, we go back to Edward Kimball, walking out of that shoe store, probably feeling defeated. We don't trust what we see. We trust the God who calls us. We trust the promises of Jesus. We don't lose heart. Jesus says, in this world, we will have trouble. Take heart because he has overcome the world. We plant the seeds and we trust him for the growth. And so it's been, um, it has truly been my pleasure over the last year and a half, two years uh, to join you wherever you listen or watch these. And before each one, I pray for you. I pray every week as we roll into these, that, that, that these would make an impact in your life. That as we simply seek to understand the Word, as we simply seek to come in and allow the Spirit to, to illuminate the text and what it means for our lives as we seek to follow Jesus, it's all we've, we've been trying to do. My prayer in, for your life is that the Bible would make an impact in your days. The relevance of of this text to our everyday life and our families, our mental health, our jobs, our bank accounts, our marriages, that we would be saturated in the Word and that these seeds would would grow and make a difference in our lives. And so um, I've been really encouraged for the last few weeks to get lots of messages of surprising messages and conversations about the impact that me simply talking to this camera week after week um, has made in lives. The simple act of trying to sow seeds using the opportunity and the gifts that God has given me, and that's all it is. It's the same call for each of us. For you to take the opportunities that God has given you and the gifts that God has given you and to simply sow seeds to do your best and then to trust Him with the results. So I, I'm, I'm so thankful that these have made an impact in our valley and in lives. And I continue to trust the God who began a good work in you, in you will see it through to completion to the day of glory. It's been um, an honor uh, that you would take the time out uh, of your day to simply sit in the Bible with me each day. And I will pray that these seeds will continue to bear fruit in your life for your good and for His glory. Trust Him with all things. Simply sow the seeds. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank You for uh, this medium and this opportunity that we have to sit together even though we're apart in the Word. We thank You for, uh, Spirit, we thank You for Your work and that You continue um, to work within the text, to illuminate it in our lives, to use it as a, as a sword sometimes to cut and also to heal. Thank you. You continue to do that work in our lives God, help us to remain committed to being in the Word each day, allowing it to mold us and shape us as we encounter you in the text. We thank you for the faithfulness of Edward Kimball, I pray that we would we would find those opportunities in our lives to simply do these small acts of kindness and of love as well trusting you with the end result. We pray all of this in your precious name. Amen. Well. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. Bye.